Welcome to the second LifeSwap podcast. LifeSwap is a blog, a website, and a YouTube channel that follows my journey to becoming more self-sufficient and ultimately to living an alternative off-grid lifestyle. For more details about the show, my motivations, and how and why I set up the LifeSwap project, please check out our first podcast or www.lifeswap.co.uk. So in this podcast, I'd like to talk about what it means to be off-grid or living alternatively, and the misconceptions that some people have. One of the most common questions I get asked is, what is off-grid? And by far, one of the biggest critiques we get on our videos is a comment saying they're not off-grid because they have electricity, or because they're using currency, or because they maybe shop for essential items in a supermarket. And technically, the people put these comments are correct. Um, the Oxford English Dictionary definition of off-grid is not using or depending on public utilities, especially the supply of electricity. And admittedly, some of the people we feature are using, albeit a limited amount, of electricity. But the wording off-grid is now more fluid and has been embraced by a community of people living rurally, trying to be as self-sufficient as possible, and who are fully or partially off the utility grid. Now the partial point here is what most people seem to get hung up about. Some of the people I've met so far are choosing to flush their toilet if they have a toilet at all. Most people, well, I would say at least 90% of the people, are using composting toilets. Um, but they choose to, to flush their toilet or wash their clothes with rainwater collected from the roof, whilst getting their drinking water from utility companies or buying it at a supermarket. Some are growing vegetables, but buying the protein that they need, maybe whether that be meat or, or another source, uh, buying that in. Some store solar or wind energy in a battery bank, but switch to mains electric for essentials when this supply runs out. And what we're going to call that is living partially off-grid, and that's what most people seem to be doing nowadays. There are a number of people that are fully off-grid. Andrea and Andy, running their homestead in Somerset, they are completely off-grid, and it didn't phase them at all. They embrace solar power and use what they have. When it runs out, that's it. It's a candlelight or an early night. They dealt with the challenges and overcome them. They embraced tech to give them the facilities they needed. But the majority of people we've met have been partially off-grid, and this seems to give them the freedom they need and the opportunity to embrace the life of their choosing. Some of the more remote places I visited are off the grid because they have no other choice. They don't have access to utilities due to their location and the cost of them getting connected usually falls to them personally. In all these cases, the property owners have adapted their accommodation to deal with this. Kat, who we film with, uh, is living in a remote part of Devon. Uh, she does have mains electri electricity running to her home, but her supply of water came from a spring on the hill behind her property. She had a pump system installed uh, to give her the pressure that she needed to push the water around to the taps, um, and recently embraced technology by having a filtration system added to the, um, to the water system after a routine test found that bacteria had gotten into a water source. But she adapted, and that's the point here. Her water was her responsibility, and she had to do what was needed to fix it. And that's what people living alternatively do. They adapt, and adapting sometimes means embracing carefully chosen elements of tech.
Living differently doesn't mean turning your back completely on a technology. Some tech can really support and help anyone wanting to live off-grid. Whilst many of the people I've talked to don't have a TV, in fact, I think all the people I spoke to didn't have a TV, everyone does have a smartphone, and these devices seem essential, providing there's a signal. But they're not just being used for communication, um, but for weather reports or animal transportation records or planning applications and many other essentials. Everyone will tell you that this lifestyle is hard work, but why make it even more difficult when technology can help you? You just need to manage and to make sure that tech doesn't completely take over, as that's what most of us are really trying to escape. Being partially off-grid really resonates personally with me. I want to be able to choose where my resources are coming from and call it a safety net or whatever you want. I really feel the need to have a backup system in place, whether that be a generator for my electricity or access to the grid. For me, I feel this is something that would make my transition easier. And at a later date, I can always change that or not use it or disconnect parts that I no longer have a, have a need for. So off-grid to me, and most of the people I've met through the LifeSwap project, really means living rurally, alternatively, more self-sufficient, with limited access to public utilities, and possibly the choice to be completely off-grid if that's what they choose. It's a mindset. It's thinking differently. It's a lot more than just stopping the utilities. It's learning to appreciate what you have being resourceful enough to work around the daily challenges of not having everything instantly or at your fingertips. And above all, learning to live a life that feels right for you and not the life the mainstream media tells you to live. Please visit our website at www.lifeswap.co.uk or our Facebook page for more information and to watch the clips of some of the people that we've mentioned. Thanks.